Welcome everybody to the Metalcore More podcast, episode two. Yes, episode two. Last week was the pilot episode, and we talked a little bit about different genres of music and kind of gave the introduction of what this podcast is going to be about. Now, I posted on the Facebook page the other day what I really wanted to talk about this week, but I said to myself earlier today, I'm changing the direction of this show. I'm changing the direction that I wanted to go for today. Because you can talk about anything at any time when it comes to music. You could talk about records that were made 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And you can talk about them today and make your point and give your, you know, your input and your view and you know, what you felt about a record or a song or anything of that nature. But what a lot of people don't do that I noticed is talk a lot about a live show. Now, people will tell you, hey, you should go see this band. They put on a really good live act. They put on a really good show. Okay. Then your question is, is, oh, when did you see them? Oh, I seen them like four or five years ago. You get that answer. Like, oh, I seen them four or five years ago. Okay, so what, what's the dynamic now? Because bands change things up. Almost every time they tour. Artists change things up. After every time they tour. You know, they do different things every tour. Whether it's change their stage setting. Or they change their set list, or they you know they change they change different dynamics. They change whether they're going to do a more intimate setting, a club setting where you could fit you know twenty five hundred, three thousand people in, and then some artists they'll do stadium shows where you could fit ten thousand people, um, arena shows where you can fit fifteen to twenty thousand people. So when you talk to somebody about a live show. You know, the, the, the question is, is when did you see them? You know, because the dynamics change. Everything changes in a live show. And it's, a, it's true. Everything does change. And that's the one thing I want to get into today. That's the one thing I want to get into today uh, to talk about on the show is the live. The live performance. What you feel like bands, or basically what I feel like bands go through on an everyday basis. Because you think of this, you know, when you're a local act just starting out, you don't always have a road crew. You know, you might grab three or four of your buddies and say, hey, do you want to help us set up the stage and get things done and yada, 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 all that stuff. Yeah, man, this would be cool. Cool. Yeah, we'll go here and we'll do this and do that. And then you have a certain time you got to get it done. You know, but the band is initially the ones that set up and, and take off because you don't have, you know, the structure of the funds to immediately hire a road crew. I mean, some people will do it just for fun. Sometimes you can grab people that will say, hey, man, just, yeah, man, get me in the show. I'll come help you guys out. You know, and some people will take that, that free ticket just to get in, just to help so they can see a free show and, you know... Some people just, 
do it just because, you know, they're your friends and they want to help you out and they want to see you succeed. And that's the support. But nonetheless, we're going to talk about the live show today. That's the one thing I wanted to focus on today. This was my, my last second thought process, I should say. Um, because I did have a planned layout today. I had, you know, I wanted to talk about bands that are celebrating their 20 years in music. Um, I wanted to talk about the shows that I went to over the past couple days. Um, and the good thing is, is the shows that I went to in the past couple days really do tie into what I'm talking about today. Because I will give you guys some insight on, you know, the bands that I've seen and how their live show was and how their set was and and kind of give you guys the perspective. That way you could sit there and say, hey man, I want to go see this band or I want to go see this act. You know, it's almost like me giving you, you know, firsthand of what you can expect if you're going to see these bands these artists and and expect what to see on the on their tours and uh, I'm gonna break down that I was gonna break down the new Slipknot record today, um, but myself being as busy as I was the past couple days, um, I didn't get the opportunity to really listen to the whole record. So um, I guess I'll move, you know, the review of the Slipknot record to. You know, maybe next week when I get an opportunity to hear the whole record. <laughs> so, yeah, we're gonna have a little bit of fun today. I'm gonna talk a little bit about the live, the live show aspect and and what, uh, you know, what to expect if you're going to check out the bands that I've seen in the past couple of days, um, to what to expect from their sets. And uh, yeah, we're gonna get into it. So, this is episode two of the Metalcore and More podcast. So, as many of you know, podcasts usually have sponsors. Well, last week I didn't have one. I did not have any sponsors last week. But this week I do. I would like to send a shout out to Critical Acclaim Tattoo uh, for being my very first sponsor on the Metalcore and More show here. Um, I'm very, 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 very excited to have them as a sponsor. Uh, They do great, great tattoo work. They even do piercings. So if you're in the Allentown area and you want to get some tattoo work done or you just, you want to just get something pierced, or they even have jewelry. They have necklaces. They have earrings and they have nose rings. They have anything, any type of jewelry you need for any type of piercing you have. You can check them out. And if you're looking to get tattoo work done, you can go in and make an appointment or you can give them a call at 610 433 8282. They are located on 3035 Lehigh Street in Allentown, Pennsylvania, zip code 18103. So again, critical acclaim tattoo in Allentown. Go see Brandon. Brandon is the owner. He's a great guy. Um, I've known him for years. Um, He does awesome, awesome work. And also his other artist that's there, Shelby. Shelby does awesome work. And, you know, you'll get to meet the other people that are there that will greet you. And, uh, I will say this right now, they will make you feel like family. Um, I've been very, very, um, you know, I feel very, very grateful and thankful to to have them in my life. And, uh, you know, they consider me family for the past couple of years now, and I consider them family. 
So if you're in the Allentown area, you want to get tattoo work done or get a piercing, you need some jewelry, you know, check out Critical Claim Tattoo. Again, located at 3035 Lehigh Street, Allentown, Pennsylvania, 18103. And if you'd like to call and make an appointment, you're in the area, 610-433-8282. So as I said in the opening, I wanted to talk today about um, live performances. Um, I did... I had different things mapped out for this week. I mean, I, I'm surprised in myself that I actually, you know, let myself change the dynamic and the direction of the show this week. Uh, because I said to myself, if I have a direction I want to go, I'm going to stick to my direction. Well, you know, sometimes things change and we all know this and, you know, that's pretty much how life is. Things change, you know, they change on the, on the fly sometimes. They change unexpectedly. Uh, for the future, and uh, well, my dynamic of the show totally changed for today. So we're going to talk about live performances, and uh, the first thing I want to talk about, live performance-wise, last Friday, um, August 9th, I got to go see Godsmack for my sixth time. Sixth time seeing Godsmack, and I will tell you this right now. If you've never seen a live Godsmack show you need to do yourself a favor and go check these guys out. For many of my listeners that have known me for years, you know that Breaking Benjamin's my favorite band. I've seen those guys 10 times. Um, you know, amazing band to see live. But if I had to pick my my favorite band to see live, I would have to say Godsmack because they put so much into their set and they just have so much fun. You know, those guys are in their 50s now. They have seven records. Um, you know, and their live set just keeps getting better every time I see them. And seeing them last Friday night was was really cool. I mean, they had an opening band um, that I did not see. Uh, me and my buddy Joey, we went to go see them Friday night. And I said to him, you know, you really... Worried about seeing the opening band, he said to me, no, I'm not, because they really didn't catch his ear, and they didn't catch my ear, and that's the thing is, you know, you go to shows to support not only the headliner band, but you're there to support the uh, the the acts that are there to support them, excuse me, you're there to support the supporting acts but sometimes you know you listen to the supporting acts and you try and get a feel of what they're about because you know you their sets do matter I mean you want to make sure you're seeing a good opening act and just listening to these guys you know you can't sit here and say that they were bad um, because it was the first time listening to them, but I guess you could put it out as they were not our cup of tea. And, um, I forget the name of the band. Um, if I can get it, I will, you know, give them, uh, give them a little tag in this, um, not tag it on the website or anything like that. Um, but pretty much give them you know, a spot in this. I'm going to pretty much give them a little bit of a credit to do because of the fact they were the supporting act. 
um, I will get that name and I will give it to you guys so you can check them out for yourself. Um, but just to sit back and say, I mean, they, they weren't our cup of tea. They weren't a band that we wanted to see. So we kind of took our time on getting to the venue. We already had our seats. You know, we didn't have to worry about fighting with people in the pit to get close to the stage. It was seating. So it's wherever your tickets were, that's where you were. So uh, we got there about 20, 25 minutes before Godsmack was getting ready to go on. Um, you know, and the excitement, the buildup to seeing these guys, you know, it's always, it's always a cool thing. I mean, you don't, it's not every time that you, it's not every time that, you know, you get excited every time you go see an artist, um, or a band, you know, usually you're like, Oh, I know what they're going to do. So I know what songs they're going to play. I don't know what order they're going to play them in, but I know they're going to play these songs. So you get excited for them, but for some reason Godsmack has that special, that special live feel. Um, and their set wasn't even that big. Um, pretty much they had the drum set. They had, uh, you know, three lighting fixtures hanging and the rest was just, you know, speaker set up and everything you go on. You go on my personal Facebook page, and I'll try and post a picture on the on the uh, the podcast page as well, so you guys can get a feel of what I'm trying to give to you. But it was a simple setup. It was a simple setup. It was pretty much them saying, "Okay, we're going to give you a little bit of a, you know, give you a little bit of bells and whistles, but we're not going to give you the bells and whistles that are going to overtake our show." And that's what they gave us. They gave us something semi-simple, and they did, they let the music do the talking. They let the music pretty much give the show its own life. And is it rare to see bands do that? No, it's not rare to see bands do that because a lot of bands do it. But for Godsmack and where they're at on the stage of, of you know, being together for over 20 years, you know, you would think they'd, you know, try and do a bigger stage setup. That wasn't the case here. It was simple. They didn't have to do big to to pretty much as as they like to say it in the wrestling world, they didn't have to go big to get over. Okay, yes, I just threw a wrestling term in there for you professional wrestling fans that know this. It's called getting over. And they didn't have to get over to they didn't have to do big things to get over. They were already over before they even got on stage. They were over. And it was an amazing set. They kicked off with When Legends Rise and right into 1,000 Horsepower. Um, I don't remember the whole set off by hand. Um, I could get the list if um, anybody wants to know what the list was. Um, anybody who wants to know the list, just message me, send me a request, and I'll, you know, I'll get the information for you. That way you can see what the list was of the show and the song list. And you you could sit there and kind of piece it together for yourself. So, but, um, they, they had some great energy. Um, you know, Sully came out and said, you know, they were going to play music from all their records. Uh, they didn't do that. They didn't play anything from the Oracle. They didn't play anything from four, but they played a lot of music off when legends rise. And that's what was awesome because they said, you know what? 
we're pretty much leaving the old stuff in the past. We're bringing out the new stuff. You know, they played, uh, you know, they played When Legends Rise. They played Bulletproof. They played uh, Under Your Scars. They played um, Untouchable. They played a lot, a lot of new songs off that record. And it was really cool to see them play as many new songs as they did. Uh, because the last time I, we, I seen them last year, last summer, they played a lot of older stuff. They played probably three, four songs off of When Legends Rise. And they had a two-hour set that night. So to see them playing for two and a half hours this time around, um, coming on at a little before nine and they got off stage. They got off stage uh, about 10 of, 10 of 11. Um, they, they did a hell of a job. Hell of a job. And as always, six times seeing Godsmack. Um, if you want the set list, I will get it for you. I will send it to you, post it to you. Um, and you see it for yourself, like I said. But And if you have an opportunity um, to go see them on their fall tour, I believe they are going to be on tour um, with a couple good bands this fall and winter. So uh, if they're in your city and you've never seen Godsmack before, even if you've seen them before, go check them out. And you have, if you haven't seen them in a while, go check them out. Because, you know, this is a band that's getting up there. You don't know when they're going to be done. I mean, they have a lot of energy on stage yet. So it seems like they're going to be a band that's going to be around for a while. But they were a lot of fun. Um, I'm definitely going to be going to see them again when they come around to my area. You know, either Allentown, Philly, um, or one of the surrounding areas. Definitely going to be going to check them out again. But, uh, hey, you get an opportunity to go check out Godsmack. Uh, great live set. Uh, it was a lot of fun, really amazing, and, uh, you know, I give them their props. So, again, go check them out. Uh, on Saturday, I was supposed to go see Breaking Benjamin, Three Days Grace, and Chevelle. That did not happen. I had some personal things come up that kept me from going, so uh, that show didn't happen. So, when I get back from the break, um, I'm going to cover another show that I got to see this past uh, these past couple days. Um, so, I'll get into that. It was a very exciting show. And uh, when I get back, we'll talk about it. All right, and we are back here on the Metalcore and More podcast. So, like I said, you know, if you wanted that Godsmack set list from the show on Friday, um, I told you to message me, I'll get it for you, whatever. But I went ahead and got it for you anyways. So this is going to be segment number two, a short-term segment for the Godsmack show on Friday. Uh, they kicked off the set with When Legends Rise, followed up by 1,000 Horsepower um, from 1,000 Horsepower album. Then uh, they did Say My Name, followed up by Someday with both those songs from the One Legends Rise album. Then they did Voodoo off the self-titled Godsmack record. Then they went into Unforgettable from the One Legends Rise. Then they went into Awake at 7. From their Awake album. At 8, they took, they played the song Take It to the Edge, which is from the When Legends Rise record. Number 9, Something Different from the 1000 HP record. Then they did Keep Away from the self-titled Godsmack. Then they did the uh, Batalla de los Tambores, which is the big drum battle that uh, Sully and... Um, Sully and... Uh, Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a huge blank. Sully and the drummer uh, usually do. So, Shannon. 
Sully and, San- Sully and Shannon. The drum battle those guys do. And then uh, they left the first part of the set off with doing whatever from the Godsmack record. And they went off stage for about two minutes, came back on to do their encore. And they did uh, Under Your Scars um, from the One Legends Ride Re- Rise record, followed up by Bulletproof from that record. Then they did uh, a cover of Come Together. Um, um, that is actually specifically on their live record that they did a few years back. Um, it's on there as an extra. And then they left the show by playing I Stand Alone off the Faceless record. So they did three songs off the self-titled, one off their second record, which was Awake, one off their third record, which was Faceless. They did none off their fourth record, which is four, none off their fifth record, which is the Oracle. They did the one song off the live record. They did two songs off of 1,000 Horsepower, seven songs off of One Legend's Rise, and then they did the big... Battaglia de los Tambores drum battle. So, 16 songs. The Godsmack show. It was an awesome set. It's probably the best set uh, known to date for Godsmack. And uh, uh, that I've seen anyways. I think it was their best set yet. So, um, yeah, there you go. Um, The Godsmack set from August 9th. Seeing them on Friday. Now, when I get back, I'm going to talk about the other show that I went to this past week. Yes, so guys, I do have a sponsor. Last week, my first show, um, I did not have a sponsor. This week, I do. Yes, one sponsor, but one is better than none. I will say that, and I would like to send a huge shout-out and a huge thank you to Critical Acclaim Tattoo. Um... A uh, very, very close friend of mine, Brandon, he owns the shop. He does such an amazing job. His other artist, Shelby, she does such an amazing job as well. Um, I give them props. Most of my tattoos were done by them. Um, if you've not seen any of the artwork on my body and you'd like to see any of the artwork, I will gladly send you pictures. That way you get a good feel of artwork that they do. Um, or you can check them out on their Facebook page, uh, facebook.com, Critical Acclaim Tattoos. You can also check them on Instagram at Critical Claim Tattoos. Um, again, they do such amazing job. Uh, you can go on their on their page and on their pages, I should see, on their socials and check out some of the work that is done. Um, again, that's Critical Claim Tattoo at 3035 Lehigh Street in Allentown, Pennsylvania, 18103. And if you're in the area and you want to make an appointment, you're going to be in the area for a while, um, or you live in the area. You can give them a call, 610-433-8282, and you could schedule an appointment. Um, if you never gotten work there, uh, work done there before, um, both Brandon and Shelby both do amazing, amazing work. So do not hesitate. Do not sit there and ask, oh, who's the best? Because I will say this right now, both artists are amazing, and they put the time in. They will make you feel like family. And by the time you walk out of there, you will feel like a part of the Critical Acclaim family. And I promise you that you will end up going back again to get some work done. Uh, they also have body jewelry for you you people that uh, have piercings. Nose piercings, lip piercings, tongue piercings, ear piercings, nipple piercings. Any other piercings that you might have. Um, piercings that everybody can see or piercings that you're trying to hide 
from mom and dad or boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, any, any type of piercing that you might have. Uh, they do have jewelry for all types of piercings. Again, that's Critical Acclaim Tattoo on 3035 Lehigh Street, Allentown, PA 18103. And you can schedule appointments 610-433-8282. Alright, so another show that I went to this past week was on Tuesday night on August 13th. Um, I got to see a very, very awesome show. The uh, Who Do You Trust? Uh, the Who Do You... It's, it was called The Who Do You Trust Tour. And it was headlined by Papa Roach. Um, obviously, you know, Who Do You Trust? The name of their last record, plus the name of a song on their last record. Um, great show. Um, I was there from start to finish. Um, basically I will say this. I left with one song left from Pop Roach's set. Pretty much, you know, a beat the, beat the crowd, beat the traffic, uh, leave. Um, because I knew they were going to play something to close out something I already seen them perform. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to get out of here. Um, it's 1045. Take me 15 minutes to get home. So, you know, I'll be home by 11, get ready for bed. You know, because I was pretty, you know, tapped out from the whole day from working and then having to come home and get a, get get dressed to go to the show, get to the show, get parking. So it was a pretty uh, pretty hectic Tuesday. Uh, kicked it off with Bad Wolves. Bad Wolves was amazing. I will say this right now. If you have an opportunity to see this band, do not hesitate. Go see them. Um, they're an amazing up and coming band. Uh, they've already made it. I mean, if they have not made it already, they've made it, uh, just due to the fact it took them to make a cover song and make that a hit and people heard them and they blew up. It was amazing, amazing to see how far these guys came. Um, and it was amazing to see them live. I was excited, uh, when they announced this tour, coming as close as they did, um, and seeing who was on the tour, asking Alexandra, Papa Roach, Bad Wolves, I was like, automatically, I was like, I gotta go to this, um, I've seen Papa Roach a couple times already, I know how good they could be live, I've seen Asking Alexandria, um, on YouTube and everything, but I've never seen them live, back in 2014, I went to the Mayhem Festival, and Asking Alexandria was on the main stage, uh, but my buddy that I went with, uh, was hungry, so we went to go stand in line for food. We stood in line for two hours and we missed uh, Trivium. We missed Asking Alexandria and we missed part of, part of Corn Set. And it was headlined by Avenged Sevenfold that year. So I did not get to see Asking Alexandria. And then I was pretty bummed out. A couple months later, Danny Worsnop left the band. But then he made a huge comeback uh, almost two years ago. They wrote their new record and uh, they've been riding high on this new record ever since. And they wrote the new, this new song called The Violence. Uh, but I'll get into that in a moment. Uh, Bad Wolves, though, came out on stage. They kicked it off with Learn to Live. Um, followed up by No Masters. The third song they played was Remember When. Remember When is a huge song for them because uh, it is basically about the lead singer's brother who's serving pretty much a life sentence in jail for something that he did. And this is a song to his brother. Um, number four was Better the Devil. Number five, I'll Be There. Uh, number six, Hear Me Now. Um, number seven, Officer Down. 
and then they finished off their set with their cover from the Cranberries, Zombie, and such an emotional, emotional moment. Uh, I'd never seen a lead man, a vocalist, get so emotional on stage and start crying after doing a song. And that, you can tell, meant so much to him because the crowd was in it. The crowd was in it for him and for the whole band when they played that song. And a lot of people might not have known who Bad Wolves was at that show, but they know now. I will say this because they were off the hook. Off the hook. I was happy to see them. I finally got to see them. Um, I was introduced to Bad Wolves about a year ago, last summer, and I kept saying to myself, I need to see this band, I need to go see them, and finally, after a year of listening to them, and learning them, and everything, I finally got to see them, and I was excited, and it was awesome, and it was just awesome to see the lead vocalist, the vocalist, get so emotional after doing Zombies. Because you felt his emotion because of the crowd. You felt his emotion because of the song. It was just great. And then they played a brand new song. Brand new song that they are recording for their new record. Um, and it was really awesome. I believe the song was called I'll Be There. Um, really good. Really good song. I'm excited to hear some new stuff from Bad Wolves. And uh, excited to hear their new record when it pops and drops. Um, So yeah. Um, About 30 minutes later, Asking Alexandria hit the stage. And I was super excited to see these guys because of the fact that I'd missed them back at Mayhem Festival five years ago. So this was five years in the making for me. Because I missed them. And uh, actually, yeah, five years. Five years in the making because it was in August of 2014 that I went to the Mayhem Festival, so it was pretty much a five-year loop, finally getting to see Asking Alexandria, and I got to see them up close, because at the Mayhem Festival, I was on the lawn for the main stage, so I wouldn't have been able to really see them too good, now I got to, I was about maybe 10 people deep, I was, you know, pretty, I wasn't too far back, but I was able to see everything, and I was able to see Danny and all the guys up close, uh, they kicked it off with the song, The Violence, um, with their new song, which I believe is, I don't know if it's an introductory song to them saying, hey, we're writing some new shit, and we're going to have a new record coming to you guys soon. I don't know if this song's going to be on the record, or if this was just something that they did to have fun, and kind of say, hey, we're writing new shit, guys. So, um, I'm not a huge fan of this new song. Uh, I'm not saying it's bad. Uh, they do it really great live. Um... But I guess it's going to take me a couple listens to really get used to this song. It's gonna. They then gave us the song Into the Fire. Um, Number three was Where Did It Go. The fourth song of the night was Run Free, followed by The Death of Me. Then they played Vultures. Then Someone Somewhere. Then the song Moving On. Moving On was actually my favorite song to see from the set because Moving On is actually my favorite Asking Alexandria song. Um, I know it's a lot of people's favorite Asking Alexandria song, but this one really, you know, this song hits home for me in a, in a couple ways because of the fact I am a singer-songwriter and I do get stuck when it comes to writing. It's tough. It's a tough gig to do because, you know, it's not, it's not just you, you know, 
you sitting there and putting words on paper, anything you want to, you got to really dig deep into your personal space and really bring out and put on paper what's inside you. And, uh, you know, that song's one of those songs. It was followed up by Eve, then When the Lights Come On, and then they closed out with Alone in the Room. Um, great set by Asking Alexandria. I was super excited to see these guys. Really funny, too. I mean, uh, you could tell they were really forcing themselves to keep this set short because Asking Alexandria, in the 45 minutes they were on stage, could have easily, easily played 18 to 19 songs. Um, they could have then, that, that would have put them over Papa Roach, who was the headliner. And you never want to overdo the headliner. You never do. I mean, you might do better than them on stage. Because uh, I had been to shows where the opening band was better than the headliner. I've been to shows like that already. Uh, but you never want to overdo the headliner. You always want to make sure you play at least four or five songs less than your headlining band. You do not want to overdo them. But they closed it out with Alone in the Room, which was a great closeout song. I was excited. Um, again, they joked around a lot. They talked a lot because of the fact of trying to cut that sh- their set short. So, um, very, very good job by asking Alexandria. I'm excited, uh, to see these guys again. Hopefully I get to go see them in the fall. The closest they're going to be to me is in State College, Pennsylvania, which is about three hours away at the Bryce Jordan Center. Um, I believe it is. Um, I'll have to double check, but they're going to be on tour with asking, um, I'm sorry, it's going to be asking Alexandria, um, I believe Bad Wolves is going to be on this tour as well. Uh, it is going to be Papa Roach, and the headliner is Shine Down. So, if you guys get a chance to go check out that tour, I advise you to go. Shine Down puts on a great set. Um, I seen them last year with Godsmack, and it was nothing short of amazing. So, I would definitely, definitely get your ticket for this show while they last because you will be amazed. I recommend this show. Um, the headliner was, a, again, Papa Roach. Papa Roach was the headliner, and I will say this. If you get the chance to go see Papa Roach, go see Papa Roach. Because they are amazing live. Do not hesitate to pick up a ticket for them, because they are great live. They are on the level of Godsmack great. Maybe even better than Godsmack live. Um, they kicked it off with Who Do You Trust?, uh, followed up by Blood Brothers, which is an oldie but goodie. Um, I was really happy to hear them play Blood Brothers because I have not seen them play Brother Brothers. I don't think i ever seen them play Blood Brothers. And if I did, it was a long, long time ago. I have to say the first time I ever seen them a long time ago. And that's 12 years. So um, it was awesome to see them play Blood Brothers, followed up by Getting Away With Murder. Um, then Broken Home, another one that I have not seen them play in a while. So Broken Home was awesome. That was followed up by the song Help, and then they did Elevate, Elevate, and then um, Elevate was an awesome song to see live. I was really excited to see this song live. I actually recorded it um, because it's one of those songs where you just, you know, you have a good time with. Uh, They followed it up by Gravity. Now, Gravity is normally, uh, was originally done with the beautiful Maria Brink from In This Moment. But as you know, it is a Papa Roach song, so they are going to do it live regardless whether Maria Brink is on tour with them or not, because Maria, you know, has the in this, in this moment stuff going on. So, you know, Maria Brink can't just be there. Um, so they did Gravity, and then they did Feel Like Home, followed up by She Loves Me Not, another song that I've not heard them play live in a long time. 
uh, She Loves Me Not off the Love Hate Tragedy uh, album. Um, that was really awesome to, to see them play that song. Then they played the song Come Around at number 10. Then they did Scars at number 11. They did Between the Angels and Insects at number 12. Uh, followed by Renegade Music, which is off the new record. And then they closed out the first 14 songs of their set with Born for Greatness. Then they went off stage. They did their shtick for about two minutes. Shut the lights out. Had us going, Papa Roach, Papa Roach, Papa Roach. And then they came on stage and they did like a nice little intro. And then all you heard was, Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. And you had the whole crowd doing it. And they kicked right into it. That was song number 15. Then they did their 16th song, which was Firestarter, which is a cover song by The Prodigy. Um, that was the last song that I seen them perform, and I left in the middle of that song. Um, and then they closed out the set with To Be Loved, uh, which I did not stick around to see. Um, I seen them play To Be Loved every time I seen them play, so it would have been nothing new for me. Um, it was pretty much, I left in the middle of Firestarter to kind of beat the crowd, beat the traffic. Uh, but an amazing set by, by Papa Roach. Um, it was an all-around great night. Uh, great, great show. Um, there are some remaining dates to this to this tour, so if they're coming around your city, grab a ticket, go, enjoy the night, because you will be uh, fucking amazed. I will say that right now. You will leave that song, that 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 venue saying, son of a bitch, I think this was one of the best shows I've been to in a long time. Because I can say it. I will say it. It was one of the best shows I've been to in a long time. And I've been to a lot of great shows. But this one was fucking awesome. So, <laughs> so definitely get a ticket if they are in one of the remainder cities that you are in. And if not, then you can catch them on their fall tour with Shinedown. It's going to be Papa Roach asking Alexander to Shinedown. And again, I think I think Bad Wolves is on this on this tour. I'm not sure. You'll have to go back and you'll have to go online and check it out and see if they are on tour with them. But nonetheless, a great night, a great show. Um, I left very, very pleased and happy. Um, didn't leave with any merch. Um, I wasn't going to spend the money. I can go online and get merch for much cheaper. So, uh, but again, don't be afraid to, you know, you go to a show, don't be afraid to support the artist, you know, grab some merch. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I didn't grab merch from this show, but I, um, I don't think I grabbed anything from Godsmack either. Um, but, uh, the last show I was at back in July, I went to go see Awake at Last, uh, Palisades and From Ashes to New. And I picked up a Awake at Last shirt. I picked up their their um, album art t-shirt. Um, and I didn't have enough money for a Palisade shirt or a From Ashes to New shirt. So I could pick up one of those shirts online or go to Hot Topic and pick up one of their band shirts. But um, nonetheless, this is, again, this is a great tour. Um, like I said, if there's any remainder dates... Available for you guys. Go check it out. If not, check them out on the fall tour with Shinedown. It's going to be a great tour. Um, I'm probably going to go check it out because it's on a Saturday. So why not leave Allentown on a Friday, grab a, a fucking hotel, and you know chill for the night in State College, and then Saturday go to the show. That's that's pretty much my plan so far. I didn't even get my ticket yet, but 
that's the plan so far if I do do this show. A um, couple other shows coming up that I'm excited for um, that I'll talk about uh, before the closeout of this podcast. Uh, when I get back, we're going to close it out for the day, the night, whatever you want to call it, whenever time you're listening to this. So, um, you know, I'll be back for closings. All right, guys, we are back here on the Metalcore and More podcast. Again, um, some great shows coming up to follow. Like I said, Shine Down, Papa Roach, Asking Alexandria, and again, I think Bad Wolves is on that tour um, for the fall. Also, the Octane Accelerator tour is going to be huge, huge. The announcement came earlier this week. It is going to be Ice Nine Kills headlining. Awake at Last is going to be on the tour. Make Them Suffer. Light the Torch. It is going to be one hell of a night. And if you get an opportunity to go see Ice Nine Kills and you have not seen them yet, I recommend them. I'm definitely getting a ticket for this show uh, in Philadelphia on November 25th. For those of you who are in Philadelphia and you want to come hang out with Metalcore Mike, let me know. Hit me up on Facebook. Hit me up on Instagram. Um, and we'll connect, we'll get together, we'll hang out at the show, you know, talk, you know, talk music, whatever you want to talk about. Um, I have become pretty close with the band Awake at Last. I talk to those guys almost on the regular, so, you know, I know I'm definitely going to be hanging out with those guys, and if you want to meet meet the band, uh, they do hang out at their merch stand, and they hang out, they'll take pictures, they'll sign autographs for you. They are a great, great group of guys. I can't say enough good things about them. Um, they are a very, 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 very awesome group of guys. Um, so, yeah, if you get a chance, get a ticket for that. The Octane Accelerator Tour. Um, it's going to be freaking awesome. Awesome. So, I'm excited for it. A lot of other good tours coming up in the fall. Um, you know, I, I can't wait to see what other tours are going to be announced in the fall. Uh, the one thing I'm pretty upset about is the fact that Rock Allegiance is not happening this year. Rock Allegiance usually happens in Philadelphia. It is an all-day music festival that has been going on for the past few years. And this is the first year that they said, we are not doing Rock Allegiance this year. They want to sit back, recharge their batteries, and get ready for the year 2020. So, you know what? Much respect to the people that put that show together. Because when you have 50, like 50-some bands come in for one day, um, you know that's a lot of work. Um, each band gets about 30 minutes on stage. The headliner gets about 45. So it's, you know, it's a tough, tough gig to, to put together. And, uh, you know, that's why, you know, a lot of people are, you know, they sit back and they say, oh, Warp Tour sucked or Ozfest sucked or whatever. You got to think these are tours. You know, these are festivals that are put together. And you have a group of people that put these festivals together. And it is tough. They got to set up time, time you know, set list for bands when they go on, what stage they're going to go on, where they're going to be directed, where they're going to be located. And they have to do it on an everyday basis. You know, tours that, you know, these these festivals that got shut down, you know, they had to do that on an everyday basis. And then you had vendors. Where were they going to set up? Where was the merch stands going to set up? That's a lot. So for those of you who sit there and condemned on, you know, condemn these tours that got shut down, these festivals... You know, really sit back and think about how good of a time you actually had. Seriously. And show some respect to the people that put those shows together, man. Because I will say this right now. I guaranteed, I mean, I couldn't do it. I know I couldn't put a festival together. I would need help doing it. I would need a lot of help doing it. You know, to get all the bands together and then the vendors and then figure out where 
you know, placement's going to be every day, you know, obviously going to have to travel to every venue every day, you know, once a day to go check them out and see where we could set things up and all that stuff. Like, it's a lot of work, a lot of fucking work. And that is why, you know, you see a lot of these festivals pretty much going under because of the fact it's a lot to put in. And when the fans aren't putting their money into it, because they think it sucks because, oh, there's bands that they don't want to see that are on this. So what? Go see the fucking bands that you want to see. And then check out bands that you've never seen. Because I guarantee on a 50 to 60 band fucking festival, people, you have not heard or seen all those bands. So check out the ones you haven't heard or seen. And maybe, just maybe, you'll fall in love with them. Maybe, just maybe, you'll go to the merch stand, throw 10 bucks down for a t-shirt or a hat, or even a fucking poster, you might even get to meet the band and tell them, hey, you guys did a great job up there tonight, or today, or whatever. So, anyways, yeah, I mean, a lot of good shows coming up, a lot of good shows coming up, um, again, I was sad that Rock Allegiance got shut down this year, uh, they will be back next year, as far as we are being told, um, so yeah, uh, some, some, Good shows coming up this fall and this winter. Um, and uh, some good, some bands coming out with some new records. Uh, you know, yeah, Slipknot just released their new record last week. We had Volbeat release their new record, Skillet. Uh, Red is actually releasing some songs. They're getting ready to release their new record. Um, you know, we have Bad Wolves who's writing their new record that they're ready to get up and rolling. And, you know, they're in the studio and getting shit together, getting ready to drop their new record. A lot of new music coming towards the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. So get ready because these bands are dropping albums and they're getting ready to hit the road and tour and get ready to play these songs in front of you. So, you know, give much props to these bands. I mean, it's it's not easy doing what they do. It's not. It's not easy for any artist to do what they do because of everything they put into it. You know, and people sit there and complain about how much a tour ticket is. Well, just think of it this way. Yeah, they're making the money, but they're putting the hard work in. And I believe I said that on my last podcast. I believe I said that on episode one last week. So, you know, spend the money. Spend the money. Merry Christmas to yourself. Happy birthday to yourself. You know, whatever you want to, you know. Usually when I get a ticket around my birthday or Christmas, I say Merry Christmas to myself or Happy Birthday to myself. But then I don't feel too, too bad about spending the 50 or 60 bucks for a ticket, so... Alright guys, well that's going to be it for uh, Metalcore More Podcast this week. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to this podcast. Um, I will be back next week. Um, I am working on some more interviews. Um, I do have a few interviews set up, ready to go. um, That I have, uh, you know, obviously I'm going to have to travel to get these interviews done, but it is worth it you know, for you guys to hear and hear me talk to these artists and get an insight and give them a plug and get their name out there. Um, you know, and that's something that I really, really want to do because, you know, music's not dying, but it just seems like things are starting to head in one direction. And, you know, um, it's not a bad thing, but, you know, um, the dynamics of music has different definitely definitely shifted so 
you know, there's a lot of bands out there that are up and coming. I'd like to, you know, sit down and talk to them and, and give them an opportunity to introduce themselves and, you know, sit down and talk to them and get to know them. And, you know, I have a couple, couple artists set up ready to go. So, um, once I start getting those interviews ready, I will announce them early. So, you know, when to check out that podcast and, um, yeah, I'll be back next week, guys. Um, Again, thank you everybody for listening, and I'd like to thank, send a special thank you out to my first sponsor, Critical Claim Tattoo. Um, they are located on 3035 Lehigh Street in Allentown, Pennsylvania, 18103. Again, if you're in the area, or uh, you know you live in the area and you want to get some tattoo work done, you want to get a piercing done, go and check him out. Brandon's a great guy. He's the owner of the shop. Shelby's his, uh, his other artist. She does an amazing job. Uh, you walk in there, they'll make you feel like family. And I've been been a part of the Critical Acclaim family for a few years now. And I will say this, it, they are they are awesome people. So go check them out. 3035 Lehigh Street, downtown Pennsylvania, 18103. Uh, phone number 610-433-8282 if you'd like to schedule an appointment. Um, so yeah. And uh, you can catch them on the socials at Critical Acclaim Tattoo on either Facebook or Instagram. Um, check out some of the artwork before you go ahead and make your appointment or go talk to them about making an appointment. Uh, you can also catch me on the socials. Uh, you can get me on Facebook at Metalcore Mike, or you can get me on uh, Instagram at Metalcore Mike. Send me a friend request. You damn skippy, I'm going to add you because, uh, you know, you want to become a fan of the show, obviously, and uh, I'm going to add you up. You know, you guys can climb aboard, and, you know, this has been a fun ride so far. This is episode two, and I've had a lot of fun doing this so far, and I'm keeping the train rolling. Um, I have a couple other sponsors that I've been talking to that uh, that want to hop aboard and uh, you know support me as much as I support them. So this has been a very exciting time because I never thought that this would take off the way it has. So I'd like to thank, spend a huge, huge thank you. I am very, very grateful for everybody who has supported this podcast this this direction that I'm going, and it's only been two weeks, two weeks, so thank you guys, keep it up, thank you for the support, I appreciate it, um, again, hit me up on the socials, at Metalcore Mike on Facebook or Instagram, and you can hit me up on Twitter, I believe it is at Metalcore Mike as well, so you hit me up, you send a firm request, I'll add you, I have no problem doing so. Until then, you guys have a great week. I'm going to pull some stuff together for next week and have some great conversation. Um, I have a lot of things on my mind that I'd like to talk about. I'm not going to throw it all together in one podcast because I want to break this down into episodes and not just one big fucking clob of everything. So thank you guys for listening again, and I will catch you guys next week. Again, I am Metalcore Mike, and this is the Metalcore and More podcast signing off.